friends of this planet, welcome to Finding Dick Uncut. Not uncut the way that you guys are thinking I'm talking about uncut, but uncut because this is the sister episode of Finding Dick, where we divulge a bit more. We spill a bit more tea about the dick challenge, vent a bit, cry a bit about dick struggles, and then we therapise one of you guys' dick dilemmas in dick therapy. That was a lot of dick that I said just then, but all with a what? H, not a K. Okay, let's get into it. So guys... I went on a date. I basically accomplished my finding dick challenge from the first episode, like two weeks later. But, you know, I'm a Gemini, so, like, I do things when I want. I'm joking, that doesn't even make any sense. I love to use the fact that I'm a Gemini for excuses that don't even make sense like that. Anyway, I went on a date, and I'm going to share you share with you the experience. And it's not just going to be some basic me telling you how it went. But, I, do you know what? I take this seriously. I take you guys seriously. I want you to have a good time when you listen to Finding Dick. And so I gathered on the field, live and direct Vox Pops, aka voice notes, live from the date that I'm going to include in this conversation right now. So a few weeks ago on one of my bouts on Hinge, um, I matched with a guy. Let's say I matched him on with him on Thursday. Cool. Then on Friday or Saturday, I think it was, yeah, it must have been Saturday, I got a message from this guy that I had liked. And it was like, oh, you know, insert my friend's name. And I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, I just saw you in her story. And I was like, oh, okay. And he and I, he was like, yeah, I recognise you. And I was like, first of all, my, <laughs> my profile pictures must be popping because if I was to see match with a guy and then like two days later, I see him in somebody's story, I'm really not going to remember, but... I guess he remembered me, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm kidding. No, but seriously, though, he must have, like, a good memory then, besides the point. Anyway, the point is, we were talking, it was a bit dead, but whatever, and as I said, my consistency on these apps is not very good, so I think, like, three days later, I was like, I'm really sorry, give me your number and we can chat elsewhere. Cool, he gave me his number, and then, I re- to be honest, I really actually can't remember our conversation. I even just looked back at the our chat history and there's not really much to report but he asked me out and I was like yes this is my job we are doing this we are doing this for the movement the finding dick movement we are doing this so I went on a date with him for drinks on a Monday evening after work how very cosmopolitan of me guys like oh my gosh I'm like I'm just finished work at four and I'm, and I'm going for drinks after work with, with this guy I don't even know. How cosmopolitan of me, how Carrie Bradshaw of me. I did it. Let me tell you what happened. Actually, before I tell you what happens on the date, I'm going to insert the first voice note of the night. Rewind. Friends, it's happening. I'm going on a date. I'm actually finding dick. I hope you're proud of me. I'm literally, it's 6.55pm, I'm supposed to be meeting him at, in 5 minutes, but it takes me about approximately 12 minutes to get there, so I'm late, cool, I'm nervous though guys, um, I haven't been on like a first date in a long time, I'm very nervous, but I'm excited, my lip gloss is popping, I've just sprayed some spray from my co-worker, what was that, co-worker, and it smells like, um, toilet cleaner but I hope it doesn't pick up on it 
I'm gonna walk. It's breezy. Hopefully, the 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 smell like whiff 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 in the air. But guys, I'm doing this. I'm gonna check in with you guys later. But please send the good vibes. I know you can't because this is a voice note, and you're gonna hear this like way after. But still, yes, finding dick. So yes, that happened. Let's fast forward to when we actually met each other. So we met each other near London Bridge Station. I actually got there on time. Like I got there before him. And at this point, I'm just waiting there. You know, like when you're like waiting for someone and like you don't want to look like a kid, but you want to look, you don't want to look like you're on your phone or this like, because that's obvious, like you're nervous. So I was like trying not to be on my phone too much. I was trying to take in the surroundings while keeping my eyes completely open to where he's coming from because there was bare exits. So I was trying to look cool and pretty too. It was so much. Do you know what? Women, we are just great at multitasking. Give yourselves a pat on the back. So I finally catch his eye, but it's not actually his eye. It's his bum or the back of him because he's I can see he's on the phone like it looks like he's about to call me and so I walk up behind him and I tap him on the back I'm like hey you know like that sultry voice like hey but it was like a, a cute one and then and then and then we hugged and then um he had a bike yeah he had a bike but that's very London oh I didn't I haven't even told you the demographic like I haven't explained to you what he is he's black and he he rides a bike. That's all you need to know. Anyway, so we got to the place that we needed to be and he locked his bike on the lamppost because he has a bike. And he brought his bike. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it weird that he brought his bike. As soon as I saw that, I was like, nerd, which is so mean, which is so mean. But every single person in London rides a bike. So I don't know why I made that judgment of him. But anyway, we went into the bar and it was very quiet and it was cute. For me, I didn't mind. I think he wanted it to be popping because he was like, oh, so for five stars, like you would think there's more people. And I was like, bruh, I really don't care. I just want alcohol because, hello, it's the first date. We'll get back to that though. So we sat down, we started talking for ages and then I was, I think he must've said it first. My my throat was a bit parched, but I didn't want to be the first one to go for the, the, the menu drink. I don't know why, but I didn't. So he was like, oh, do you want a drink? And I was like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about that, but yes, please. So I was like, oh, mm, 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 I'm going to get pina colada because that's yummy. And then he was like, <laughs> cue the Nollywood dramatic piano thing. He said, he doesn't drink alcohol. Now, as soon as he said that, I looked at him and I was like, oh, friend. I was like, you're in the friend zone, baby. Do you know why? Because for me, I've come to the conclusion with the help of my dearest friends that we like to drink alcohol. And if I'm going to have a life partner or just someone even just for cuffing season, I want somebody to share red wine with. I want somebody to drink tequila with, my favourite drink on the face of the planet. I want someone who drinks alcohol. Like, what? So obviously, being me, we continued talking and I was, and then I like unpacked that stuff. And it just seems from what I gathered that he doesn't... he used to drink but he just is just not on it anymore and he's like very healthy and like you know because he rides his bike and stuff and he has an apple watch and he like tracks his calories and like how much he's been walking around and all of this stuff and, and he just doesn't want to drink alcohol and i was just like babes if you want this to be a thing i'm not gonna force you to drink obviously like babes i'm that's not me but i'm pretty sure by the end of our time together you will be drinking alcohol or else just to the left, to the left, everything you own, and you're back to the left. Do you know what I'm saying? 
thought that it's so funny. I actually had to stop recording and laugh because that was uh, that bar, bro, bars. To the left, to the left, everything you own on your bike to the left, even your helmet. Okay, I killed it. Yeah, I killed it. Anyway, yeah, so that happened. Like, he, he ordered himself some virgin, virgin something. It didn't have alcohol. It was just juice, basically. Uh, wait, I need to cover, clear something up. Let me clear this up. I don't mind people who don't drink. I have friends who don't drink. If you don't drink, you don't drink. It's calm. We can be friends, whatever, whatever. But I'm just talking about if we're doing long-term, a long-term thing, um, like we're hanging out and we're like, you know, like we're intimate, et cetera, et cetera. We hang out in that space, in that way. Then it just makes sense for you to drink alcohol because it's a fundamental. And do you know what? Do you know why I know it's fundamental? Because I had written... We should actually have an episode on this. My mum and Tony Robbins said that before you even find your partner, before you find dick, you need to have an extensive list of all of the things that you see in that partner, that you want from your partner. I've made that list. I am that list. I bees that list, you know, because that's what Tony Robbins and my mum said. Like, you can't want someone who's generous and you're not generous. Besides the point, we'll talk about it in another episode. Anyway... On that list, I found the list after our date and I looked at it. Not very far down on the list did it say, I need somebody. Let me actually read it to you. It says, someone who likes to drink but knows how to control himself. A guy who can enjoy drink and have fun with it when necessary. Control is key. Baby, baby. It's the truth. It just makes sense. So anyway, so yeah, that's just to clear up me sounding a bit problematic. I still probably do, but... It is what it is, baby. Anyway, the date continues. We actually talked for a long, long, long time. And I, what I learned from this day about myself, it kind of reinforced the fact that, like, I am a Gemini in the sense that I don't know how I do it, but I can just find myself in so many different kinds of situations and be able to pull, pull it off, like, naturally without feeling like I'm faking it. Like, this guy is, like, a 100% he's a nerd. He rides a bike. He, he is an engineer. He likes to go rock climbing. He likes to read books that are not J.K. Rowling. He is a nerd, and I, that's not a problem for me. It really is not a problem for me that he's a nerd. It's just It just made me reflect, you know? Dating, let's go into reflective mode. Dating, I've learned, it's like a mirror. It lets you see yourself while you're interact, interacting in these arenas. So yeah, that's just one thing I learned. Anyway, I had to pee. So when I went to pee, I recorded something. Let's hear it. Hey guys, so <clears throat> currently it's 10.40pm, I'm in the toilets of the bar, I'm doing up my jumpsuit, it's going well, however, I smell like B.O., I'm really hoping that he doesn't smell it, <sighs> and that's it really. But yeah, I wasn't lying, that B.O. was real, and my scientific explanation is that I was wearing a jumpsuit and I have a feeling that it's because all of that body odor was just lingering and manifesting and festering in, in that one confined space. But I don't, I hope that he didn't smell anything. Anyway, we continue to talk about robots and AI, etc., etc. And yeah, the date finally came to an end. It was lovely. I went home, he went home. I woke up to a text from him the next morning, which was lovely. Do you know what? Conclusion. I don't know if he likes me. I can't tell. I don't really know if I like him like that, but I don't mind giving him the time of day. Do you know why? Because I'm desperate. It's cuffing season and 
it's November and I'm freaking out and I just want someone to cough. JK, partially. No, I, I don't mind hanging out with him. He's not the worst and he's interesting and we talk about interesting things. I don't know if he's interested in me because I'm used to someone being down my throat. Pun not intended because that's disgusting and my mom listens to this. Lol, no. I don't know. He just seems very chill. His approach seems chill. And um, I don't know what that means. And I don't mind. I'm, I'm not that invested to like care if he does like me or not. But I don't mind hanging out with him more. That is that on that. Period. Did I do that right? That is that on that. No. That's that old that. Anyway, guys, that's all for the Finding Dick Challenge extended part of the show. Now, on to some more tea. Welcome to dick therapy. This is the part of the uncut show where myself and an esteemed guest give you our perspective on your dick dilemmas. But first, a disclaimer. We are not trained professionals. We are, however, your internet BFFs. So please keep that in mind. But speaking of an esteemed guest, we are joined by my lovely co-producer slash person mm -hmm. who has lovely hair. Mm. Always. And a lovely aura. Oh. Bridie! <laughs> <laughs> and we are here to answer your dilemmas in dick therapy, basically. Essentially, I'm going to paraphrase the dilemma. Essentially, we have a 25-year-old person mm -hmm. called Christine. And <laughs> Did you she, make that name up right now? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Christinetta, but she likes to go, be, be called, um, go by Christine. Mm -hmm. And she is... 25 and a virgin mm -hmm. and she doesn't know whether to feel weird about it or not i mean i think like my instinct to that is you don't need to feel weird about it mm -hmm. if you if what you're judging yourself by is external pressures then i can understand why that would be really difficult because i think we live in this culture where people are constantly talking about sex there's loads of pressure to have it but ultimately are you happy in yourself do you feel like that's something that you need to have as a value in your life or not, like that would be the question I would ask them. That's the same thing I would say to us, yeah. Not so professional professional. <laughs> I would say that she needs to take some time, maybe go to a park, hmm. maybe um, go to a bouncy house place. I feel like clarity comes in such places. Where, a bouncy know, house. Like a bouncy house. And just think to herself, what do I actually care about? Because... You're going to find, if you just like even search, I'm a virgin at 25, how should I feel? You're going to find so many different opinions. That doesn't matter. She needs to become one with whatever she feels and thinks. And mm -hmm. then she can just move forward in that space. I also would want to know, like, because when pe whenever people talk about being desperate to date someone, mm. they often get into this real funk about, oh, like, no one wants to date me. I can't go on any dates. Like, people think I'm really unattractive. And if what you really, really want is to find a partner... Which is totally legit. Like, that's a completely legit value, I think, to have in your life, if that's what you've decided you want. Then try and do things to facilitate that. Like, go... You know how when we're setting these dick challenges and yeah. I was like, what would make you feel really uncomfortable? Put yourself out of the comfort zone and, like, go and find people in places and communities and, like, groups and stuff as much as you can, I think. That's very I true. So if she does go to the bouncy house and decides, actually, I don't want to be a virgin anymore, then she needs to come up with a plan. Yeah, and, like, that doesn't have to be, like, like, you know, pull your socks up and go and, you know, you don't have to be, and, I don't want to try not to swear, but <laughs> you don't have to be, we don't have to kind of sit here and say, oh, you need to go and do this, otherwise you're a bad person. 
but just like there's so many things you can do if that's what you want to try yeah. and facilitate it in a way which is healthy and will make you happy mm-hmm. rather than doing what I think so many people do I guess I'm speaking from British culture here, but like definitely lots of my friends who were teenagers who just got smashed and then smashed with some random guy. And like that didn't always lead to healthy situations and healthy memories. So I don't know, like take, everything's fine. Everything's but, fine. Yeah. It is hard though. Like, it, well, it's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're speaking Sorry, to a lesbian what? right now. So like, I don't have any, <laughs> I don't have any comment on how hard it is. <laughs> No, it's hard to say, go on. What, just because in, in society? Yeah, in I society, think it's really easy to sit here as people who, I mean, I don't know how sexually active you are, but, you know, let's not get into that right now. It's a painful memory. <laughs> but as people who are involved, who are sexually active or who have conversations about sex with our friends and stuff and be like, oh, it's fine, like, you do you. No, it must be actually quite shit if you're 25 and you're sitting around with all your mates and they're talking about their sex lives and you can't contribute. But at the same time, don't worry about it, like, your mates have got you, and if they don't, then ditch them. Exactly. Because they... Uh, one main, main thing... I'm going to be real, real therapy-ish before we exit the therapy room right now, the dick therapy room, is the key, 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 key thing key. is please do not attach your value as a human being to your sexual status, mm-hmm. whether you're a virgin or not, because that doesn't... it. I can imagine, like, you being like, oh, I have nothing to contribute. I'm a virgin. I'm a loser. Oh, so that means I'm a, uh, I'm a stupid person or I suck or, like, mm-hmm. no one's ever going to want me. But you need to know, at the deepest depths of your core, it doesn't actually matter. And it doesn't affect who you are as a human being. Also, can I just say, I was chatting to my flatmate the other night and we were talking about, like, how long since we'd both had sex. And he was like, yeah, you always think oh, I, w- I wish I could have sex more and I haven't had sex in ages. And then you have a one-night stand with someone and you're like, mm-hmm. That's very real. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a little bit nasty. <laughs> so what's the point? Yeah, so as in, it's not that great. It's not that great. It's not that great. No. So key points then. PowerPoint summary. PowerPoint summary. Christine Netta, you being a virgin is not linked to your value as a human being. Second of all, sex ain't that great anyway. Third of all, go to a bouncy house, go to a park, Go to a library, whatever, wherever you can find quiet time to go inwards and discover whether you actually want to have sex or not. And if you do, like Bridie said, like Bridie said, <laughs> what did, what did <laughs> you I said? Find get it. out there. Yeah. Just get out there. Get out there. And just... I mean, you know what I'd say? It's just like, go, you know, find a hobby where there's people like, I don't know, rock climbing or yeah, something. Bouldering, doing all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this has been a joy. Thank you, Bridie, for mm. stepping into the dick therapy room. I think Malachi has something to say. Oh, Malachi, okay. Can I give you another dilemma? Absolutely. Get what, Malachi. right now? Yeah. Get Malachi on mic. Switch that. Switch that mic around. Oh wait, 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 wait. Skirt. Are we doing this in the uncut? Sure. The first one. <laughs> Skirt. Back in. No, I just want to propose a dilemma. Go on, Go on Malachi. <laughs> um, the dilemma is I know of someone who consistently dates people considerably younger than them. And I don't know how to flag to them that I feel like that's a concerning, you know, concerning in a charming but also concerning way. Like, what's Leonardo DiCaprio sort of way? Just like, you're getting older, but the people you're dating are staying at the same sort of age. How can I raise to this person that I find said behaviour concerning? How young yeah. 
I mean, we're not. We're, we're still in the legal. I'm assuming we're still legal in the legal category right now. Just. Okay. Oof. And is this so? This would matter to me. What's the gender dynamic? It's a man. It's a man with younger women. Consistently dating younger mm. women. Yeah. So, and how how big is the age gap? It varies between maybe four to seven, eight years. Like four years, I think, is like not when you're an adult. Mm. I think that's all right because I think that it's true that there are differences between, say, like four years when you're 12 to 16 is really big. Mm. But when you're 24 to 28 is like considerably smaller in terms of experiences. So I don't know whether that would raise a flag if they were always dating someone that was four years younger but I think yeah getting on to 10 years and then if they're just always picking that partner I guess I can see why you would be like mm. personally my approach would definitely be to go to the pub and be like what's this about <laughs> probably after like again can I just reiterate that we are not professional <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you know what I would say uh, Steve Malachi I would say that there's two issues at hand the first is with you you find it an issue. I would have found it an issue, like, um, globally, I guess. Not globally, but, like, generally, if if you're, if the person we're talking about was dating younger, like, legally young people. But they're not. So is it really an issue? N not to them necessarily, but it's for you. So you now have to decide, is it that much of an issue that I need to tell them? Or is it just, like, a difference in preferences? That's what I would say. And if you really still feel like it's an issue, then just go to the pub. I think it's also about, like, for me, it's about vulnerability and power. Mm -hmm. So if I look at people in a relationship and someone is clearly leveraging power over someone else and that person's a really vulnerable person, then that would be a concern. And I think that more that predominantly happens more with men over women and yeah. age can be a big difference. So I'd be looking at, is this an 18-year-old who, like doesn't have support or is like really emotionally immature or you think there's some reason to there's some reason to believe that they're being pressured in some way by this person and that would be the criteria by which I'd judge whether it was troubling or not and mm. then I think I would sit down with them and say yeah like I think this is a little bit like weird and I'm a bit concerned about you doing this and you know I'm your friend and I want to support you but I also have these concerns but there's no easy way around it and then ultimately I might cut them out of my life if I thought it was that bad you mm. know I think with them it's interesting because um they are about to turn 26 mm. and the person they're seeing now I think is 18 18 19 and I've met the person that they're seeing and they're not there mentally mm. as in like maturity wise experience wise they've just started the first year of university and I don't understand as a man myself what the appeal is in dating someone so young with that little experience what mm. conversations can you even have you know I think and the consistency of it makes me feel like that there's something more at play as opposed to this is just preference. Mm. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, I don't want to chat shade on your mate because I don't know them, but there are people who go into such a dark place now, but, like, there are just men in the world who will use their entitlement and power and sexuality to be in relationships which are dodgy, and the most you can do, I think, is call it out when you see it and help people who you're close to who are in those relationships or dump or, or like ditch your friend yeah like if, you're, a, if it's that much of a 
um, if it's that much of a problem for you yeah that's what mm. i would say but i think the yeah the way i'd start with this would be making like i would definitely go away make a list of why i was worried or concerned and then bring that to a specific conversation in like but it, i mean that's a really really difficult thing to talk about so mm. i don't know throw it out to the listeners my friend yes throw it out to the listeners what would you do please help our friend Malachi slash Steve Lacey but thanks for that thanks for contributing and Bridie my lovely esteemed co-producer thank you for entering this safe space that is dick therapy Um, I love that and I want to do it every week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we have come to the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you can find us on the internet and let us know. Specifically, Instagram. Only Instagram. You can find the show at Finding Dick with a H. Find me on Instagram at Daisy Chaku and find my lovely co-producer slash therapy helper buddy person bridie at bridie underscore ac and mr cameo malachi at malachi sergeant also don't forget to add transmission at transmission underscore rh thank you guys for listening and catch you in the near future bye